This is the anthem. Here's what you came for. Welcome to the Disney Beat, a podcast brought to you by the DizInsider.com. My name is Sean Nyberg, and I will be covering all of the Disney headlines to keep you informed as you start your week. Hello there, this is Sean Nyberg, and this podcast is being recorded on the evening of Sunday, December 20th, 2020. All right, let's dive into the news. I want to start off by wishing everyone a happy holidays. So, um, yeah, this week, uh, Christmas is this Friday. Uh, Hanukkah just ended this last Friday. Kwanzaa begins this Saturday and tomorrow and for you guys, if you listen to this when it comes out today, uh, Monday, is the winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year. So I just want to wish everybody a uh, happy holidays and hope everyone is being safe and doing well. And so, yeah, let's just start right off where we should, because uh, I want to start with some Mandalorian news. Um, so the Disney Plus series... The Mandalorian had its big season two finale this last Friday, and I was absolutely floored. Um, uh, the ending was not unexpected, meaning like it was still kind of a surprise, uh, you know, because we didn't know exactly what was going to happen. But if you were to look on like, you know, the five things that a lot of fans thought would likely happen, it was it was in there, right? It was this did not come out of left field, so it was pretty cool. Um, uh, it gave a lot of, I don't know, it's still, even though it wasn't a surprise, it still kind of had that feeling of, like, epicness, right? Like, it was a big epic uh, shock, kind of. Um, and also, though, Disney pulled a move from the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, that, that the Marvel had perfected with the surprise tease after the credits. So that was the one nice thing about watching this a little later on Friday is that while I didn't have the surprise spoiled for me, I was given a heads up by my friends uh, at the Disney Insider to uh, stay to, to keep watching through the credits because there was a little bit uh, a little video at the end of that, and uh, in that video they revealed uh, spoiler alert, but this has been you know three full days. Um, they revealed a new series, uh, the Book of Boba Fett, will be coming next December, so December twenty twenty one. There was some confusion among Disney and Star Wars fans this last weekend asking if the new Boba Fett series was actually the next chapter of The Mandalorian or if this would be a separate project altogether in season three of Mando would continue uh, with the current storyline. Um, here is where I would typically give my thoughts on the subject, but I am recording this Sunday evening and it this will be coming out Monday morning. And on this particular Monday morning, the Mandalorian's producer, director, writer, and showrunner, John Favreau, um, is appearing on Disney's Good Morning America. And so we'll likely, by the time you hear this, we will already know um, clarification on that subject. I, I mean, my assumption is, and, and based on a lot of things, including some people who work at Disney, is that... Um, this is a separate series and the, the chapter three will be continue with the Mandalorian being the center. This, you know, the, the main character, not Boba Fett. So, uh, but we will know this by the time you hear this, it'll be, I'm certain will be clarified by John Favreau, uh, on good morning America. So, um, yeah, I, w I loved it. I was really, uh, I was really, it was just amazing. It was, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, my partner and I watched it together, my fiance, Paul, and we were just, I don't know. We, we were cheering. It was really, it was really touching. Um, I teared up 
many times. So, um, and finally, in Mandalorian news, we got word that the popular behind-the-scenes series, uh, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, will be returning to Chronicle, the making of Season 2. So this is um, uh, a behind-the-scenes series that came out uh, uh, along with uh, Season 1 of The Mandalorian um, that you know showed all... Every, every episode kind of showed different stuff. They talked about the music in one of them. They talked about how they did the visual effects, stuff like that. Um, but this time it'll be coming back for a single episode, one hour episode, um, that'll be documentary in season two. This is going to premiere this Friday, uh, Christmas day. So, uh, that'll be pretty exciting to see. I love the behind the scenes stuff. I really do. I think that's something that, um, the Disney plus has a lot of, and I think they need to continue. I think it's one thing that is, um, you know, it's fairly cheap to produce, but I think, there's a lot of fans. The stuff that they they make, you know, with Star Wars and Marvel and and the Disney princesses stuff and the Pixar, all that stuff has such a strong fan base. And the stuff they release is so um, like iconic that the behind the scenes stuff is really interesting, especially down the road to look back, you know, and see how much one of these projects, like something like Frozen or something, um, you know, when they're making it, they figured it was going to be good, but they had no idea it was going to be as big as it is now. So when they do these. Um, making of documentaries it's really nice to have after if the project blows up and becomes a huge cultural phenomenon then we can go back later and kind of watch um you know watch watch the sausage being made so really looking forward to that comes out this friday um christmas day so uh also on in more of the disney plus uh streaming news we learned Jim Henson's the Jim Henson series Dinosaurs will be coming to Disney Plus in January. The show originally aired on ABC back in 1991, and uh, it has most recently been streaming over on Hulu, which Disney owns. The show is going to find a new home on Disney Plus, and I think it'll likely be a better fit for the show. Uh, you know, just. It's more family. The comedy is more family focused. Hulu, while Hulu has a lot of stuff for all family, um, you know, all ages in the family, it has a lot of, uh, you know, more mature content and stuff. And I just think Dinosaur will have a, a better home over there on Disney Plus, along with the other Jim Henson stuff, you know, the Muppets and everything else. So, um, yeah, it's getting moved there. It'll be over there in January. I love Dinosaur. I grew up, you know, I was born in 82, so it was right in my wheelhouse coming out in 1991, you know. So, looking forward to that. Um, uh, and other Jim Henson, uh, Jim Henson Company production news. Uh, there's a new episodes of the Disney Plus series Earth to Ned will also be coming to Disney Plus in January. This is a, uh, uh, you know, it's like a talk show comedy type thing. Um, it's done by Jim Henson, uh, Jim Henson's production company. And they, they kind of had, I don't know if they're technically going to split these up into season one or season two, but I assume it's just going to be added episodes to season one. Um, this premiered this last year. Uh, on Disney Plus and the new episodes, there's going to be a number of them. We do know some of the upcoming guests, which include comedian Tig Notaro and magicians Penn and Teller. Uh, we also learned that TikTok's famous uh, D'Amelio family will be getting a series on Hulu. The Disney-owned streaming service will produce a new reality series following the sisters and parents of the D'Amelio family, and it will be released sometime in 2021. And this follows their uh, the Investor Day announcement about uh, the Kardashians. The Kardashian family is getting a new reality show on Hulu that's coming out again in 2021. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about Hulu really 
wanting and needing. I think needing comes first and then wanting comes after that for this kind of stuff. But they were uh, uh, needing some original reality series for the network. So, you know, they have all the stuff like uh, all the Real Housewives. They have a lot of stuff that is um, being produced by other other um, because Real Housewives is Bravo, which is under the Comcast umbrella. Right. And they have Peacock that they're starting. Um, you know, they have some of the Lifetime stuff or uh you know, or, or, or TLC, sorry, some of those kind of reality shows. And, you know, those are be are owned under different umbrellas. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of talk that Hulu really needed to get their own reality series that is original and, 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 and um, exclusive to Hulu. And so this is some of the, now we're starting to see some of that pop up with, with the Kardashians and now with the uh, D'Amelio family, who's got a huge following, one of the most you know, popular families and, 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 and content creators over on TikTok. So it'll be really uh, interesting to see what they have to offer. They, uh, they're going to bring their fan base over and yeah, it's really exciting. It's kind of fun to, you know, it's really fun to hear this, these, the news, you know, six months ago about, you know, Hulu really wanting and, and needing to expand their reality show, uh, uh, production and and then you know we hear that and then you know not very much later we find out oh they got the Kardashians and they snagged the D'Amelios uh, they're in their first series so anyway we'll be watching that story and yeah it's coming to Hulu sometime in 2021 so we'll see what they have to offer switching gears a little bit um, not much we're just switching gears in the sense that uh, we're going to talk about a series that is not coming to Hulu or uh, Disney Plus, and that is uh, a Lizzie McGuire reboot. So there was a lot of talk about a Lizzie McGuire reboot coming. A lot of fans were very excited. The Lizzie McGuire series was a huge hit for Disney. And, um, you know, it was kind of going back and forth. We were getting leaks here and there. People, we knew people weren't happy. We knew there was a lot of, um, uh, a lot of disagreement on, on, on how the show should progress like really where it should focus and anyway it all just kind of collapsed and, and we got word this last week that they're not gonna move forward with the reboot um hillary duff who played lizzie mcguire she sent out a very um a very properly worded uh statement meaning it definitely went through a pr person because it was very positive but um you know i know the big issue was that hillary duff really wanted the character's focus in the new series to be more about you know what someone of that age on the old series you know now they're probably in their 30s or late 20s or early 30s and what they would be dealing with now, you know, when it comes to being being a young woman um, and, you know, uh, um, relationships and, and, and marriage and divorce and all the stuff that just kind of happens, um, you know, when you get older. And the 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 talk is, is that Disney really wanted it to be more like Lizzie McGuire focused in the sense in the sense of the same idea of the bubblegum, you know, fun family kid show. Right. And uh, I know Hillary Duff really wanted it to be this. She wanted the, the, the show to grow with the character. And that's kind of, I guess where the impasse was and they just decided not to move forward. So that is not something that will be coming to streaming anytime soon. We learned this last week that Johnny Depp, the actor, Johnny Depp will not be coming back to the pirates of the Caribbean franchise. While the storyline of Jack Sparrow had already been concluded, the door was always open for Johnny Depp to return as a cameo in many of the upcoming spin-off films that are currently in development. I believe there's four. Um, 
none of them are like like I said, the Jack Sparrow story had ended, and so they were focusing on other characters. But there's always this idea that uh, the Depp, you know, could come back for a cameo, you know, um, to spice up the series, I guess, or you know, if if, if these if these stories are. are um, uh, supposedly going on in the same universe at the same time that, uh, you know, wouldn't be unheard of if, if a character kind of overlapped, you know, they did that a lot, obviously not a lot. That was like, that's the whole crux of the Marvel cinematic universe. And they're really starting to do that with the star Wars universe, as we saw with the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and, um, just how these how these different stories, uh, um, exist within an entire universe. Right. And so, with that, with the pirates, there was the, the definitely the idea that Depp would 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 pop back in, right, as as a cameo in these future films. However, uh, you know, uh, it's been reported that recently, De- uh, Johnny Depp and Disney's relationship has frayed, and Disney will not be asking Depp to return. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff with Johnny Depp in the news with his divorce, and and you know, it's very uh, heated. I know that some people online, if you really if you do a little bit of research, you can see that there are some fans who are very, uh, who take very strong opinions on either side of this, uh, whole situation with Depp and his ex. And, um, so, you know, that obviously the, the negative press that's come around that, uh, definitely, you know, Disney likes to keep their hands clean when it comes to the PR side of stuff. And so that clearly was probably the crux of it, but you know, I think also too, it's good for the Pirates franchise to move on with their with these new stories and to grow. So, we learned that yep, uh, Depp will not be coming back. This uh, this past week, uh, it was on the 18th, so Friday, this past Friday, the soundtrack to the Disney Pixar movie Soul was released. Um, this is ahead of the film's debut which is going to be this Friday, Christmas on Disney Plus. This will be Disney's biggest film release on Disney Plus since Mulan, but unlike Mulan, Soul will not require any extra fee aside from just the standard Disney Plus subscription. The movie was initially planned to be released this past summer, but the pandemic changed those plans, of course, right? And so they decided to move to streaming. Um, But yeah, this last Friday, the soundtrack was released and, you know, the movie is... The reviews are just absolutely incredible for this film, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Not just from the storyline and, and everything, and, and the do- uh, Pete Doctor, the director, um, you know, Tina Fey is is. I haven't seen it yet. Um, people I know who've seen screeners have said, you know, that she that her character is, you know, it's kind of like Bing Bong in Inside Out, in that it's going to be the comic relief, kind of the heart of of of, of a big part of the story, but they're not using it or using her at very much at all in the campaign in the, in the, in the um, promotional campaign for the movie, just like they didn't do with, um, with Bing Bong, uh, who was uh, Richard, Richard, (laughs) Richard Kine did uh, the voice. And I love him too. He's hilarious by the way. And he, you know, none of that was in the uh, promotional campaign for the, for inside out. And it seems like that's what they're doing with this movie um, with Tina Fey's character. So, Anyway, we'll see that it comes out Friday on Christmas Day on Disney Plus, and the soundtrack came out last Friday, so it's available right now if you want to, you know, go stream it or download it or purchase it, however way you get music these days. Um, it was reported that Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane will be producing a remake of the classic '80s comedy Revenge of the Nerds 
for the Disney-owned 20th Century Studios. The film will not be an exact remake of the original film. Rather, it will take the classic story and update it based on the cur- what we currently consider nerd culture today. Because clearly, the uh, pocket protector uh, nerd stereotype from the 1980s doesn't really apply now in 2020. Um, so... You know, he's going to update it. It's not going to be, like I said, an exact remake, but it's going to be the same idea. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, like I said, creator of uh, Family Guy and American Dad, um, Orville. So, you know, he's definitely, um, you know, a real, uh, a huge big wig when it comes to uh, comedies in, in Hollywood. So uh, the remake is in very, very good hands. Um, so it was... At the Disney Investor Day, it was announced that Disney will be making a new Fantastic Four film. And while the specifics are still under wraps, that has not kept Vegas from weighing in on casting. So, here are the current odds for actors to portray the four leads in the Fantastic Four. So, right now, if you go over to DisneySider.com, you can see all of the actors and what, what, what the current odds are based in Vegas. But here are the top two for each of the four main uh, top four characters. So the odds to play Mr. Fantastic right now, the odds are with John Krasinski. And number two uh, to play Mr. Fantastic is John David Washington. The odds to play the Invisible Woman right now are with Emily Blunt. And the odds, uh, the second actor to play the Invisible Woman based on Vegas odds right now is Lily James. The odds to play the Human Torch is currently with Anthony Ramos. And tied with Anthony Ramos is uh, Zac Efron. Um... And finally, oh, no, actually, there's two more. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, the odds to play The Thing. The odds to play The Thing right now, according to Vegas, is with Stephen Graham. And second uh, actor for The Thing is Dean Norris. And the top two, odd, uh, you know, in Vegas, odds to play Doctor Doom is uh, Giancario Esposito. Has the uh, the best odds, and second is Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. So those are the odds to play these uh, th- these uh, characters for the upcoming Fantastic Four film. Um, you know, it's just kind of a fun thing to look at. Uh, there's again not a lot of information released. I believe right now the expectation is the film will be released sometime in 2023. So. You know, we got we got a while before that one's coming out. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that one. Um, and finally, in what originally seemed like an odd news story, but quickly kind of started to make sense the more you thought about it, is that it has been reported that Disney executive chairman Bob Iger is being considered for a job in President-elect Joe Biden's administration. The former Disney CEO has been vocal about his interest in politics, sharing in his most recent memoir that he considered running for president as a Democrat. The incoming administration is considering Iger for a potential ambassador position in either China or the United Kingdom. One of Iger's biggest accomplishments as CEO of Disney was developing and opening Shanghai Disneyland. The job required a large coordinated effort with the Chinese government, a major task that clearly caught the eye of Joe Biden and his uh, 
and his uh, administration, you know, his team that's building up his in income administration. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens here. I know that uh, Bob Iger has really been interested um, in getting into politics. He's got a very high approval rating, um, you know, in the public. Last year, he was named uh, CEO of the year by Time Magazine. You know, he, he did amazing things with Disney. He's well-liked amongst uh, business leaders, but also amongst, you know, um, political leaders. And, you know, he did a lot uh, with opening uh, Shanghai Disneyland and just forming, forging that relationship with the Chinese government. So I think he would he could do a lot of good things for, for the um, United States in terms of the relationships with China, which, um, you know, we won't get into politics and stuff. But, you know, it's, it's a very important um, relationship to uh, have. Right. Um, two huge world leaders with not always. Um, similar uh viewpoints or, or or goals right and so he would be i think he'd be wonderful um but also with the united kingdom too you know obviously he would be fantastic there too uh a much different relationship we have with the uk um so the other little twist to the story is they uh this was reported they also reported that jeffrey katzenberg uh the former uh disney executive who had a very uh public and uh, you could call it infamous uh, uh, departure from the Disney company in the 90s uh, who formed DreamWorks and um, recently started, was the uh, co-creator of Quibi that um, had a very, very uh, short-lived, you know, Quibi, short, but short, you know, short-lived life as it already has gone, uh, it's already shut down. With billions of dollars of investors and it already is shut down and none of you guys listening watch it so um he's the other one that that's kind of being looked at in the entertainment industry to take up one of these ambassador positions so um you know while Iger and Katzenberg never really crossed paths as Katzenberg was more into the um uh, you know, the film and, and the animation with Disney in the 90s. And during that time, Iger was over at ABC running the network um, or working in the network and stuff. So um, they didn't really cross there too bad. So it's not really like there. It's not like it's a Michael Eisner uh, Katzenberg who are both up for these positions. That would be pretty epic if you follow Disney. Um, Eisen, uh, Michael Eisner was the CEO in the 90s and he was in charge when Katzenberg left and there's a huge huge fight and 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 uh, Eisner you know with with the money that was still due to Katzenberg on his contract Eisner fought fought giving him the money and it was just a huge thing so you know DreamWorks was definitely um, developed to rival Disney and Pixar uh, so anyway it's just a lot of uh, you know there's a there's a really interesting book called Disney Wars Disney Wars that you should go uh, read. It's pretty long. Um, you know, it's got a really good. I listened to the book on tape when I was down in Palm Desert uh, during the first lockdown back in March, and it really was an interesting um, book. Really chronicling the the story of, of the Disney in the eighties and nineties with Michael Eisner and Katzenberg and uh, Frank Wells and all the other uh, heads of Disney. Um, you know, while Bob Iger has come out in his memoirs and said that the book was not. Uh, completely fair in um you know its point of view of how everything worked back then it definitely is worth listening to or reading just to get a good idea of of some of those rivalries you know a lot of egos going on so anyway uh yeah that's that's the news i i don't have um, 
pretty much anything substantive to really talk about in terms of the parks right now. As, as you know, anyone who's listening to this knows, you know, we're kind of, we're in a really, really tough time when it comes to, uh, you know, with everything with the pandemic. So, you know, Disneyland is, is remained closed. Hong Kong Disney is still closed and uh, Paris is still closed uh, while uh, Florida is open. There hasn't been a lot of really big news because um, there's some, you know, little news trickling out, little, you know, little, a little show here is, is, is starting back up and stuff, but no real big news. And, and we just kind of expect that I think for, for the time being, when it comes to the parks, because, um, even though some are open, it's not really a time for making any real big announcements, you know, but I think come, uh, you know, once once the vaccine starts becoming more widely available and 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 more people participate in the vaccine, um, and we start seeing some of the numbers uh, improve, hopefully soon. Uh, definitely, the park news is going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to become it's going to come out in in droves. So you know. Um, for someone who covers the parks for the Disney Insider, I'm going to enjoy this little break right now because I know that once things start ramping back up, it's going to be just nonstop. So uh, that's what we got right now. I, with that, I want to say thank you for listening. If you'd like the show, please rate and review it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen. These ratings uh, really help to the show to find new listeners. I also ask that you share this podcast with friends and family who love Disney. All stories can be found on the Disinsider.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at the Disinsider or on Facebook by searching the Disinsider. You can follow me, your host, Sean Nyberg on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Sean Nyberg, all one word on Twitter and Instagram, or just look Sean S E A N N Y B E R G on Facebook. I also co-host the Disney podcast Walt's Apartment that comes out every Thursday and the Disney Parks themed podcast Extra Magic Hour, which is released every other week. So check those out. Thank you again for listening and I will see you here again next week for another edition of the Disney Beat Podcast. My name is Sean Nyberg. Have a fantastic week. Merry Christmas. Hope you had a great Hanukkah. Hope you have a great Kwanzaa coming up this Saturday and a winter solstice on Monday. Thank you guys and I'll see you next week. Bye.